Hi guys, welcome to Two Moms Zero Attention Spam Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Allison. And today we are talking about grandparent privilege and should it exist or not? That's right. But before we jump into that, let's just catch up. Allison, how is your week going? Um, I'm having a pretty, we have a lot going on, but I'm having a pretty good week. Um, nothing, nothing really to report, just the usual, the usual stuff going on. What about you? Um, same old, same old. We played hooky last week, one day of school. And I took my kids to the pumpkin patch because I hate pumpkin patch on the weekends. I hate crowds with the three kids. Yeah. And um, like, you know, cause there's always like the, the hay maze and everything else. And like, it's so overwhelming for me when there's like a hundred screaming kids and I'm yeah. trying to like keep track of just my three, you know what I mean? So, uh, we did that and it was actually just like a really, really nice day. I think I'm going to make that a like fall tradition is that we just pick a weekday and do it that way. So yeah, it was I actually way, just took all the teenagers better. to go get pumpkins and stuff. And then we painted them. We decided painting over carving cause they last longer. So we painted the pumpkins this year. That's so smart because we carved and I already have some wilty little pumpkins yeah. on <laughs> Yeah, they lost a little bit longer. We glittered them and did all that fun stuff. So that's a much much better idea. And (laughs) and like, and actually, I think my kids might even like it better. Let's jump into it because I know you said that you had a lot of people asking you this week about grandparent privilege. Yes, we were talking about um, what are the boundaries with grandparents, and there was a lot of grandparents saying, "Well, if I'm watching the child, it's going to be done the way it's done in my home." And it doesn't matter if you have different boundaries for that or not. And it became like this big old topic of conversation. Where is the line drawn between, yes, you're the grandparent and, you know, you spend time with the kids and watch them and all of those things, but certain core boundaries or core beliefs for my family, in my opinion, should still be respected in the grandparents' home. Now I'm not talking about them giving them like an extra cookie or letting them stay up a little later, because I think in my opinion, that's a grandparent's job to love, to spoil, to have fun, but it's not their job to parent or to change core values and how a child is disciplined or things like that. I even had some people on there saying that they had their children baptized behind their back, like the grandparents did behind the parents' backs. What? Okay. That's that's way too far yes. that's not okay so, so I when think... you say yeah because when you say grandparent privilege those are the types of things I'm thinking about like the kid gets to stay up late and like you know or maybe they um like get an extra like extra snacks or ki- or whatever you know right like that's what I'm thinking of in my head but like baptizing somebody's child right that's or not a privilege in my opinion yeah that's a or spanking or- like the discipline aspect of it if, if we don't yeah. want our children spanked or we don't use timeouts and that's being used in the grandparents' home, what would that conversation look like? And I think that's a really important thing. So I like in my mind, there's always big picture and little picture things, right? Like, and I also think that there's a lot of nuance with this conversation because it's very dependent on how that grandparent was as a parent and what their relationship is with their adult children, you know? Um, because I think that's going to change how firm you need your boundaries to be. How much trust do you have with this parent, this grandparent, your parent, 
who's watching your child, how much trust do you already have in them to be capable of watching your child? It's the most important thing. So I think that that's also going to change how firm and strict you need your boundaries to be. But regardless, I think the grandparents should be respecting them, right? Because there's, you know, in my mind, things like discipline that you were talking about, um, core values, I don't think that those are things that I would be able to be flexible with. Right. Like that, you know, I don't think that it would be okay. Like I know for a fact that if anybody were to try to spank my kid when I wasn't there or this or that or whatever, um, I'd have a big problem. And I've never even been in the situation where I thought that that might be a possibility. Yeah, me neither. So how, so you haven't either. I've never been in the situation where like when the girls were younger, where I thought I had to tell my parents, you better not spank my kids or we don't use that form of discipline. Like it was already well-established, but in so many families, it seems not to be. Like when I was reading through comments, so many people were like, I've specifically asked that um, they didn't use timeouts or that they didn't use threats with, you know, the grandkids and they were doing that and they called grandparent privilege. This is my home. They're going to do, you know, as I say, when I say it, whatever. And it just became this really strange dynamic. But like you said, I think that goes back into the relationship with the parent and the child, mm. you know, or the adult child, like with me and my parents, they're vastly different grandparents with my children than they were parents. And I'm thankful for that. So we never had those issues, but if they did, start, I don't know, commenting on my teenager's clothing or their hair or things like that, I would definitely step in and create boundaries, but we never had the discipline issues. I honestly don't think I would feel safe leaving my kids with anyone who, where that was a concern. So I have had one conversation with my in-laws where I just didn't like the way that they, they were talking about my kids in front of my kids. And I didn't like that that was happening. I thought that, I think that's, I always have thought that that's really unhealthy to talk about people right in front of them. And I think in their mind, they were thinking, okay, well, they don't understand or they're not like understanding, but they are because they were talking about one of my kids had developmental delay. The other one was progressing, you know, rapidly. And they were constantly comparing my kids to each other in front of each other. And they were probably thinking in their mind, okay, well, they're not putting this together. They're not understanding. And I had to pull them aside and be like, this is not okay. So I pulled them aside and I was just like, these specific things that you are saying around my kids are not okay. They understand it. They're going to pick up on it and it's going to affect your relationship with them. And my mother-in-law, um, she didn't take offense or anything like that. She just understood. And, but my father-in-law got really offended and he left the house. He didn't speak to me for like three days. Um, but I was okay with that because I felt like it's a necessary boundary. It needed to be said. I'm glad that I said it. And when he came back, he did like apologize and had like reflected and been like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then the other thing was I kept telling him, you know, you have to play with one of my my oldest son, the way that he plays. So you're, you know, you're so concerned that he's not doing this and he's not doing that, but he is trying to play with you. Mm -hmm. You just don't know how to play with him. You're trying to play with him the way that you want to play. And he doesn't play that way. Mm-hmm. So you're very concerned about an issue that you're kind of causing. <laughs> right, yeah. 
So I had to explain to him, this is how he likes to play. Here's a good way to try to do it. And like kind of walk him through that because he really truly didn't understand, you know. But see, I think that's perfect. You saw you saw something that was bothersome and that went against things you wanted around your children. You addressed it in the moment in a respectful way. And then you came up with a solution for it. And I think that's the perfect way to handle it. Now, are all grandparents going to be that receptive to where they're like, this is something I can change. Maybe I need to think about this. No, all of them aren't going to be that receptive. And in that case, if you have addressed the issue, done it in a respectful way and, and offered to help find a solution and they're still unwilling to listen, that's their problem. You know what I mean? If we've done everything as parents to try to talk to them in a loving way and express things respectfully, and they still don't want to respect that boundary, that that isn't our problem any longer. You know what I mean? And I think that's a really difficult thing to try to find balance with. And then I think then you have to talk about what are your boundaries and how are you going to enforce those boundaries? So maybe it's that, hey, maybe we don't leave the kids at the house. Maybe when you're spending time with the kids, then I'm going to be there too. Because I'm, I can't be sure that what you're doing with my kids is, that I find appropriate or, um, you know, healthy, like right. I'm talking about, you know, spanking and all those other things. So then that would be, you'd have to uh, end up upholding that boundary that we only spend time together. And if you mm-hmm. would like that extra time with the kids, more time with my kids, then it has to be in a, in a way that I feel good about. Cause I'm not going to leave my kids when I don't feel good about the situation I'm leaving them in. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I also think that grandparents and, and us also, we need to think back to when um, or grandparents need to think back to when they were parents and how it would feel for someone to overstep boundaries with them. Like we just need to be able to put ourselves in other people's situations and us put ourselves in theirs because they're a grandparent. They're so excited to spend time with their grandkids and they want to do this and they want to do that. And that's wonderful, but they have to respect those core boundaries. Or like you said, you have to come up with other plans. Either they can't spend the night there or we have to all be together and things like that. That would be the correlated consequence. We're respectful parenting our parents sometimes, I guess. (laughs) Well, and my thing is too, is so my mom, you know, me and my mom have a, me and my parents have a really good relationship and I really trust them like as parents, as grandparents, as everything else. So with those little things, like the cookies, the snacks, the staying up late, the whatever, my parents live their best life as grandparents with my kids. Like yeah. I sometimes feel like the rules are, there are no rules like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're okay with that. That's how they want to do it. And then I end up being okay with that too, but that's only because we have that really good established relationship. There's a ton of trust between my parents and me. I know that they would never do anything that was against my core values, the core wishes of my parents, anything that they that that I feel would be detrimental to my kids in any way, shape, or form. Right. You know? So then in that sense, because I know that a lot of people will get, you know, feel very strongly about those little things. Um, and I don't at all. And with my little things, I mean, the cookies, the snacks, the, the, the up late, the, this, the, that, whatever. Um, I don't feel that way about those little things, but it's because of my relationship with my parents. Yes. And if I had a different relationship, I would feel differently about all those little things. They would feel much bigger to me because it would, it would be under the umbrella of constantly feeling unheard or disrespected or disregarded by my parents. And so I would, and, and if you're a grandparent trying to make amends with your adult children and you're like, this is ridiculous, this is this, 
take a step back and think maybe there's a bigger picture here. Maybe there's a reason that my child is so hung up on a few cookies here or there, right? Mm -hmm. And then think of it from that perspective. Um, and I think us as parents need to recognize that too. Not just the grandparent recognizing it, but I had to recognize that because of my past relationship with my parents when I was younger, um, I had to realize that I did nitpick about some things with them. And I did that, I was picky with them because of my past resentments and I was not being fair. And it didn't happen often. Like I said, my parents are vastly different grandparents than they were parents. But I think that's a time for us to reflect too and say, is the relationship with their grandparents more important than an extra cookie? If the answer is yes, then why are we worried about something so small? Is, you know, is our need from control uh, actually about the situation or is it about our past relationship with them? I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. That actually reminds me of something that the pediatrician, now this is like a much bigger issue. And I think that this is something that, um, you know, that a lot of people would have a big problem with. And I did too. And I feel reasonably so, but my pediatrician uh, kind of talked me through this issue that I was having. So my in-laws um, were smokers. They are smokers. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law is a smoker. And they were, they had, they were very respectful of many things. You know, they never smoked at our house. They would always go outside, you know, far away from the house to do it and everything else. But they lived with us for like a, a long time period. Now, one thing about smoke though is, is that it's everywhere. Yeah. So when they would come in, they would always wear like a specific sweatshirt to, to smoke in. And then they would take it off and they would wash their hands and like all those things. But you can't get rid of it. Even no, with you can't. all those precautions. Yeah. Um, and one thing asking my in-law, my in-laws have been smoking for decades and decades and decades. Mm -hmm. So asking them to quit overnight, wasn't going to happen. Right. They had made all these accommodations, you know, wearing a special jacket, going far away from the house, washing their hands as soon as they came in all these things, you know, to appease me because they knew that I was so, um, upset and cautious about the smoke and it was right. still driving me nuts because yeah. I could smell it even though it was subtle I could still smell it it was driving me bananas because it yeah. gets hair it gets every you know mm -hmm. um and I was talking to my pediatrician about it this is when my oldest was a baby because I was so anxious about this right and she was like hey you know what's really great is that your kids have these really loving grandparents who are willing to you know make all these accommodations and obviously they're not going to quit right now or overnight or it's not happening you know because they did cut down on their smoking tremendously too yeah. so that was another thing um and she was like, so you kind of have to think about that too. It's like how wonderful it is that your kids have all these loving people around them and kind of weigh that against maybe like a third hand exposure that they're really trying to limit, you know, dirt, you know. Um, and so we had to, we had that conversation and kind of put it in perspective for me that like weighing those pros and cons yeah. of everything, because that was a bit, that I think it's a big thing. And yeah. Um, but it's also a big thing that they were willing to make all these accommodations and they were so loving to my children. I think that's a really good place to end. But before we go, we're going to play two truths and a lie, which is one of our favorite games. So <laughs> I'll go first. And here's my three. I was in a Macy's fashion show, fashion show. I once lost Kenny at a Motley Crue concert or growing up. I wanted to be a teacher. 
Which is the lie? I don't think you wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> That's you. Is that you true? Right. Yeah, I wanted to be a veterinarian. <laughs> I wanted to be a veterinarian. I could see that. Yeah, I, and you kind of have, you know, started your own little <laughs> zoo. <laughs> zoo. So. <laughs> Yep. So what about yours? What are your three? Okay. Um, growing up, I wanted to be a dog walker. I have eight cousins and I am allergic to cats. I don't rem I think I know you're allergic to cats. I think you're allergic to cats. I don't know how many cousins you have, but I assume it's a lot. Um, I'm going to say growing up, you wanted to be a dog walker is not true. That is true. It is? <laughs> I'm not allergic to cats. <laughs> I saw, I could have sworn you said you were allergic to cats. No, my son is allergic to oh! cats. Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost. Well, anyway, um, I hope you guys have a good week and thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you next time. Bye.